Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the Long Talk here on New Zealand Sports Radio. And today... Um, I've got a real fun one. We've got Billy Sturman, who is a uh, international surfboarder who's on his way to the Olympics. Hopefully, how are you doing, sir? Good, thank you. Yourself? Not so bad. Not so bad. So, obviously, we've been in uh, we've been in lockdown, but surfing was one of those ones that um, under level three was allowed to to, to get out there. So, did you um, was, uh, was was that a big relief for you to get back on the water? Yeah, um, for me, unfortunately, I've been injured for the last two months. So, oh. um, yeah, just before lockdown, I was competing in Australia and I um, did an air and tore my MCL. So, um, yeah, I had to compete in Manly with a torn MCL. And then, um, unfortunately, everything got locked down. But for me, it was probably the best thing that possibly could have happened in the whole of surfing history. So, um, yeah, it's been pretty tough watching, to be honest, watching uh, all those surfers out there. But um, yeah, for me, I'm just rehabbing and, and recovering at the moment. So uh, yeah. So how long do they do? Do you, do you think you're going to be <laughs> before you're sort of uh, back to training, then back to competing? Uh, I've been training the whole lockdown. Um, obviously, not specifically on my knee, but everything else. Um, I've used this time kind of as a training program. Um, I, I probably wouldn't have done this much training before, so. Uh, it's it's good for me. I'm working on stuff that I should have had should have done ages ago, and um, obviously resting my knee up. But now I'm in the stage of kind of starting to strengthen it, and uh, should be maybe three, maybe four more weeks out of the water, and then I should be, um, you know, strong, fit, and healthy, and ready to go. And I cannot wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any idea as to what uh, as, as to what that's going to look like when uh, to, to to go? I mean, do you know what what competitions are going to be open? Yeah, I'm, it's still a bit of a grey area. I haven't kind of heard too much. Um, I've, obviously, I'm kind of just focusing on my rehabbing at the moment. And um, I have been thinking about maybe if they're going to start competing in New Zealand, you know, um, start the New Zealand circuit up again because we missed out on a backdoor contest here in Raglan and a rip curl one here in Raglan. And obviously, there's South Island contests and um, a few contests here and there. So 
um, it'd be cool to kind of get those up and running again and kind of start, you know, put the rash shirt back on and, and get into the uh, swing of things again because I miss competing. I'm so competitive and, um, you know, I love I love competing, especially here at home and in front of friends and family and, you know, you get to see all your good mates. So uh, level two's coming up now and, um, yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully we can put the rash on again soon. So uh, surely at this time of year, it's a bit more than just a rash, isn't it? It's we're talking dry suits, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's, isn't it a bit colder? Don't, don't you? Don't you? Is 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 this? Is, would this be sort of heading towards your off season normally? Um, for us, I'm for me. Um, I'm personally travel a lot, so um, of the world qualifying series, for instance, we kind of travel around and follow the summer. Um, which isn't necessarily good for waves, um, but you know it brings all the crowds and um, all the money into for sponsors and stuff. So for me, I'm, I'm usually not home that often over winter. Uh, um, either end of June, I think we we're meant to go to South Africa, and then end of July is like was meant to be the Olympics, and um, and another one in Huntington Beach in Europe and stuff like that. So we kind of miss a bit of winter, but um, now I guess we've got all this time on our hands. It's it's really good for waves this time of year in New Zealand. Um, so it's a good opportunity to maybe explore a little bit more of, of our beautiful country and um, get some cool and cold waves. But, um, you know, yeah, I, I enjoy this time of year at home and, um, yeah, I'm cherishing it for sure right now. Oh, dear. Well, you're, yeah, unlike me, I'm cold. Um, the, <laughs> <laughs> I'm all wrapped up. So um, it's interesting there because, I mean, it's, um, surfing has got this real um, kind of chilled out image uh, on the beach. Um, you know, it's more about the vibe and the feeling in the ocean than it's about competition. But you say you're really competitive. So how, how do those two kind of image, how does that kind of image and that kind of com- 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 competition culture, do they clash? How, how, how do they work together? Yeah, well, now I think there's more of like, there's like a free surf side and then there's like a competition side. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of split up a little bit when a few years ago, you know, it was almost like people could free surf and compete and it was kind of like one thing you know there was a lot of um like partying and like everyone wouldn't really take it seriously but now it's like a almost a divide where people go and chase really good waves and kind of you know almost take it as a holiday and they get all these amazing video footage and and then there's another side of a really professional training all the time eating healthy and and competing a lot so um for me, I, I like I enjoy the ocean and I enjoy all the elements out there. Like, I, for instance, I went for a paddle and like the craziest storm in Raglan the other day, and just in the harbour, just to get in the ocean and feel, you know, the energy. So, um, for me, I, I kind of take those those things into my competition and, and kind of enjoy all those elements of it. And um, yeah, I've been competitive since I was young, and um, in, in anything I do, like I play basketball, I used to play basketball, and um, I skate a lot, and you know, I play golf. So. Um, in any of those sports I play, I'm super competitive, and I want to win. You know, I want to beat everyone and anyone. And um, so it's kind of just, uh, I guess, as a young age, it's kind of just followed me the whole way, and um, I use it as a driving force. Yeah. So, what was your first sporting memory? My first um, big sporting memory was uh, the national scholastics here in Raglan. It was like my big first major contest. I was 13, and that week I got. Um, sponsored as well from my first sponsor which was Oakley at the time um, so I got all this, these cool gears and I was only 13 you know and um, it gave me a huge confidence booster and growing up in Raglan you know it was my home break and I was going to school here and I felt really comfortable and my dad and my, all my family and stuff were here so um, 
I always remember that uh, sitting on top of the Surf Academy bus, and like you know, I had these crazy old um, shoes that they'd given me, and a bull big box of Mars bars, and you know, I was so, I was so stoked. And then from that from that day on, I kind of you know, I, and I won the national scholastics under fourteens, um, and from that day on, I kind of got the bug, and it kind of just steamrolled from there. But before, I mean, before that, were you if you sort of been surfing since you could sort of toddle down to the down down to the um... Down, down to water's edge, or we, or did you, did you quite cut your teeth on uh, touch rugby or, or, yeah. or, or basketball? What, what, what were you first into? Yeah, well, obviously, growing up in New Zealand, everyone wants to play rugby, you know, as a male. Yeah. And um, I, I was actually pretty good at rugby, but I'm obviously not the biggest, <laughs> biggest of humans. So that, that kind of got, uh, as soon as I started surfing, it kind of got shut down pretty quick. And um, yeah, I, I started surfing when I was like nine or 10. So, and before that, I was skating a little bit, and um, you know, I wasn't. I was hard out into rugby. I was a, a little halfback, and I played for Raglan and things like that. And um, but once I started surfing, I kind of caught the bug really quickly. And I'm um, growing up here is like one of the best places to you know live for surf. So um, it was kind of a natural thing for me. And um, I found out that I was pretty good, obviously, at a pretty young age, and I got looked after. Um, yeah, as a young age when I was 13 from Oakley and they kind of, you know, molded my career and helped me kind of achieve what I wanted to achieve. And, um, yeah, it was good to have that support really young. And, um, yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's called a kind of steamroll. I went from uh, competing in, obviously, New Zealand circuit comps and then the Australian Junior Series when I was 18, 19, and then onto the World Qualifying Series when I was 20 and on until now. And, yeah, everything's kind of been an amazing journey. And, um yeah, it's, it's awesome. You said that Oakley looked after you and, and, and helps you with your career. So is it through those uh, surf brands, I guess, what, Oakley, your Rip Curls, um, uh, whatever, the, sorry, the other ones, I'm not big, big surfing, or is it through New Zealand surfing? Uh, how is it, do, do you get much support from that, from, from, the, um, uh, from the Federation, or, or um, to, to, do they have a pathway for you, or is it, or is it all this through the commercial side? Yeah, um, it used to be a bit better uh, money-wise, mm-hmm. um, you know, so it was quite a lot, a lot easier to get sponsorship and, um, you know, they were th- kind of throwing a few more dollars out back uh, a few years ago and I find now it's kind of hard harder to find that uh, money out of sponsorship or um, out of, you know, Surfing New Zealand or um, – which is which is funny to me because I, f- I feel like surfing's like such a huge sport and there's so many people that do surfing and buy their product and stuff but um, yeah <clears throat> as of, as of surfing New Zealand they're, they're kind of starting a program at the moment obviously with the whole Olympics and um, and and they're, they're starting some training camps um, funding not so much at the moment but um, you know they're, they're starting I guess um, give a little pages or, or um, fundraisers, you know, to, to try and help out and get some support from the outside industry. And um, at the moment, I, don't, I guess there's not too much money in the surf industry and, and especially in New Zealand because it's quite small and, you know, we get all our brands from overseas. So um, all the money's kind of overseas. But, um, yeah, I've, I've managed to, you know, um, I've got some cool sponsors at the moment that are really supporting me pretty well, like Backdoor Surf and Surf Shop and um, Curve and, and a few other little ones, you know, that helped me out along the way and, kind of at the moment every every little bit counts and um you know a lot of people want to support which is awesome so um yeah hopefully i can take them all on a good journey and um head to the olympics the um and so the the olympics is the obviously the, the, this is the first time it's been at the olympics is the olympics the big goal or is it making that the world league 
um, getting out the qualifying series and getting up to that next level. What's how would you? Yes, what, yeah, what what would be success for you? Uh, so, <clears throat> um, definitely the Olympics. Uh, the World Surf League was always a dream of mine. Um, you know that always has been and always will be. Um, but for now, I think my sole focus is the Olympic Games next year. Um, I think because this year is kind of almost a write-off now because of the <laughs> pandemic and stuff like that. The World Surf League's kind of, I guess, been postponed and put back, put back. So um, for, for now, I want to get fit and healthy for the Olympics and um, do my best. I, I've been watching a lot of um, sports stuff, you know, basketball players and um I don't know, the New Zealand Olympians and seeing what they do to train. And, you know, some people train their whole life to just be in the Olympics. So I'm kind of taking that on board as well. Um, and I guess the, the the postponement of it all is, is it gives us more preparation and more training to get, you know, to get ready and, and fit and healthy and, and prepare yourself mentally and physically and um, get in the right mind frame. Cool. Um, now, because it's, it is, as you say, you, you've been looked after by, by Oakley, uh, by the sponsors, um, you know, that they've changed recently. But it, it, are you then part of Team Oakley as a crowd with a coach, or are you kind of like, okay, here's some cash, look after yourself, um, tell us which which tours you're going to go on, or, or we'd like you to turn up here and here? How much is it sort of self motivational, and how much is there a kind of team to help you, kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. As like when I was with, I'm not with Oakley anymore, but yeah. when I was with them, um, they had a really good team vibe. You know, it wasn't because it was there was a there was a kind of the separation of eyewear guys and a and a and a full um, apparel and eyewear guy. And I was on the full 100% Oakley at the time, and um, there wasn't many of us, so it was a kind of a cool team vibe. And um, previously, the sponsors had gone through that before, but we're kind of going through a gray area with that at the time. So being on Oakley was really good to be in a little team and um, get that support. And at the time, um, uh, Tom Whitaker had previously been on the world surf league and, and um, you know, achieved a lot during that time. And he was our kind of mentor slash coach and was kind of, you know, um, uh, you know, on our shoulders, helping us out, you know, um, in heats or where we want to stay or kind of looking us, looking after us as a team. And he's actually, um, a coach for the CT guys now. So <clears throat> yeah, he helped us out and he helped me personally out a lot. Um, and those guys, they're, they're kind of like my second family now, you know, I still keep in contact with all of those guys and um, all the bosses over there. And, and the funny thing is my wife actually works for Oakley now. So it's kind of going to, it's gone in a full cycle, uh, full circle. And um, yeah, I'm really <clears throat> thankful for the, the opportunities those guys have given me. And um, you know, they help path my my uh, career I guess and help me along my journey and um, you know without those guys I probably you know probably wouldn't be here right now so yeah I'm very thankful for those guys and um, it's definitely self-motivating as well I think um, if you if you don't really want to compete or you know if you're not really hungry to win I, I think there's you know you're kind of just wasting it away you know you, you shouldn't really but yeah I mean definitely give it a go and see how you like it and but for me I, I talk to a lot of people and um, a lot of kids especially and I kind of you know us as Kiwis we're quite humble and quite quiet as competitors and you know we kind of stand back if we see someone that's really good or you know um, but for me I, I keep drilling it into them to you know if you want to be the best you got to beat the best so um, for me I'm really hungry and I really want to win and, and all those huge opportunities I had to beat you know just like Kelly Slater and McFanning, you know, I, I kind of stood up and, and took the opportunity as a, as a huge stepping stone for me, and, and I kind of took that in my stride and um, went with it. 
Well, yeah, really one of the things on here, um, Billy Sermond was once an unheralded surfer from New Zealand who took out 11-time world champion Kelly Slater <laughs> at, a, at a surf contest. Go on then, what, what's the story behind that? <laughs> um, yeah, I was competing in uh, Margaret River, actually. Um, I think I was 21, so like almost nine years ago now, um, in a world qualifying series event. Um, and it was a big one, you know. Um, then they kind of, all the CT guys or the top guys would do the QSs because there was an awesome waves. And now that, that Margaret River contest is a world championship tour event. So um, back then, I, I, you know, it was kind of my first, my second year on the world qualifying series. And I hadn't had too much experience. And, um, you know, I was coming up against the, the best of all time, you know, the best surfer ever. And, uh, you know, it was big. It was quite scary the waves. It was, it was, it was kind of out of my league. But, um, you know, I like going left because I'm obviously growing up in Raglan and I like going on my backside and I was riding a pretty big board. But, um, yeah, that, that heat for me is like the most nervous of, uh, most not nervous I've ever been because, um, you know, I was, if I had a loss, I was just going to lose to, you know, the best in the world. Um, so, you know, so it was just going to be, a, you know, another heat win for him. But for me, I, I had Tom, Tom Whitaker, like I said, at, at the time is in my corner and, um, yeah, I was having an awesome week that week you know i i previously had him in the, in a heat at the start of the contest but he beat me so i kind of went out there with you know nothing to lose and and i and i and i had like the best heat i think i've ever had obviously beating kelly slater and i got two really good waves and um yeah it was it was a, a pretty surreal feeling i felt like i won the contest at the time people wanted to cheer me up the beach and <laughs> uh, yeah do all this crazy stuff they were interviewing me on people's shoulders and stuff it was pretty cool and um, you know, that kind of helped mould my career definitely to where it is now and helped out with sponsorship and, and media and um, kind of, you know, put myself in the in the, in the the media. And, um, yeah, it was it was a huge achievement for me and not many people would be able to say that, you know, and um, I'll be able to tell my kids or grandkids or, or whoever, you know, I'll be able to tell them the story that I'll be the best in the world once. And, um, yeah, it's a huge achievement for me and it was a huge confidence booster and, um yeah it was awesome did he, did he talk to you after the heat um yeah a little bit you know um he's he's super competitive and you know he plays mind games and he, he's really smart competitor and stuff so um for me it was you know i, I kind of liked into some really good waves and um did my best surfing i could do so um i think there's a video online that you can watch and it's pretty funny i'm wearing all this crazy stuff i've got a long hair and they kind of just chucked everything on me because i was you know it was a huge media hype and then uh kelly slatter was like talking afterwards and he said um he, he missed the wave and i got the better wave and you know he's, he's pretty humble about it and um yeah no he didn't really t- say anything to me but i could tell he's pretty gutted but um yeah i was stoked <laughs> <laughs> so he was kind of come over for um the uh, Pihar Pro. Were you, were you were you lined up for that as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I flew back on the Saturday before it was start, meant to start on the Monday, and uh, yeah, Kelly had come over. I, I know he loves golf, um, and there's a really good golf course up north. Um, I've played golf with him a couple of times, so I knew he was going to come over and kind of you know do the surf contest, do a, do a golf trip, and kind of enjoy his time in New Zealand because I know he loves the golf courses and and I know he likes New Zealand over here, so. Um, yeah, I was lined up for Piha and it would have been exciting. Um, unfortunately, I got injured just before that, so I'm, I would have, you know, I would have been nursing an injury, which would have sucked in front of a, you know, a home country crowd. Yep. Um, so, so fortunately for me, I get to, you know, prepare for next year's one and um, 
get to put on the rash at 100 percent i'll be should be by then and um you know put on my best performance just quickly on the golf uh yeah i did read recently that uh the second best golf course outside of america is in northland which is probably yeah. it's up there to to, uh, to play so yeah I understand yeah why. yeah i think he uh, yeah he, he loves like we go to hawaii at the end of every year, um, when we spent like spend like over a month, like six weeks in Hawaii um, on the North Shore, and we play at Turtle Bay, and um, I know he loves golf, and he's a really good golf player. He probably plays at a scratch or like a one handicap or something, and um, yeah, I think he he's played I think at the new course up north before, so uh, he must love it. it. Must be a very nice course. <laughs> <laughs> so what what do you play off for, for off of? Oh, no, I'm not that good. I'd probably play off like a 16 or something, a 16, 18, something like that. But uh, yeah, I really enjoy. it. I think it's good for the mind. You know, uh, we get all this downtime when the uh, when the competition gets called off or the surf's really flat or big and stormy. We kind of, you know, get out on the golf course and kind of switch our minds off to something else. And uh, yeah, it's good concentration. You, you can lose it a bit when you lose a few balls or you get the wrong hit or you miss the, miss the ball. or But, um, yeah, I enjoy it. It's fun. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that kind of uh, the people have kind of joked about is that, look, golf, uh, sorry, that um, uh, cricketers are perfectly set for this lockdown because they spend a lot of time just sat, sat, in, sat in the pavilion waiting <laughs> for it to go to bat. Um, is, 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 is that, I hadn't really thought about surfing like that, but is, do, do, you, do you have long sets of frustration time where you sort of sat there just looking out the window going, come on, give me some waves, give me something to do? Uh, yeah, you have to figure out how to for, sure. for that time. For sure, um, it's been pr- like now, kind of coming to the end of the injury, and, and everyone's kind of coming out of lockdown now. Um, it's definitely getting harder because you know everyone's got a bit more freedom, and and I know I've only got a little bit more time, so it's, I kind of just want to hurry it up and get out there. But but, um, I mean, but you, you, you mentioned that even during the normal times, you sometimes have to sit around waiting for waves because it's too flat yeah. or it's too stormy. How do you fill that time? Yeah. Um, well, for me, like I said, it's golf. Um, oh, yeah, um, as well. Like at home, here at home, I kind of I, I try and play a lot of sports when I am home. Um, like I like basketball, and I try and just kind of do other activities to keep me active and keep me fit. And um, yeah, I try and get on the road as much as I can. Um, and when we're away, I try and you know check out the places we are at and enjoy the the um, you know because we travel to a, such a beautiful places. Um, like America, Hawaii, uh, Japan, uh, Europe, you know, or France, Spain, Portugal. So the downtimes we try and, I don't know, go check out a bit of the the scenery, the history, um, some cool scenic places and, you know, kind of use our time wisely or if it's too big and stormy, we'll kind of sit inside and scroll on Instagram and or what's a series or something. <laughs> so what is your, what, what is your favourite venue around the world outside of New Zealand? Oh, ever that too, that's a good one. Um, Indonesia's really good for waves. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and obviously the temperature and the climate and, and the food and, and everything's really good in Indonesia. Hawaii is amazing. Um, Kauai is, is really luscious green. You know, it kind of reminds me of um, New Zealand a little bit. Um, there's so many beautiful places. Europe's awesome. Portugal's really good waves, and um, you know the food's awesome, and the coffee's really good. So, uh, yeah, I kind of enjoy. I love traveling so much, and and I kind of enjoy every moment. You know, even in the airports, you know, I kind of sit down and take it all in, and kind of people watch, and <laughs> we spend pretty much half our time in airports. So, <clears throat> you kind of got to make the most of it, and 
uh, yeah, I just love the whole journey of surfing and, and the competitive surfing and, and, and traveling. So I've been chatting with some uh, a, a few volley, uh, beach volleyball players um, recently, and part of that, they, they have a, basically an Asia tour and then a European tour. Um, and one of the issues they have around with, with that is, is trying to get, uh, especially in Asia, is, is kind of the performance food um, before for tournament and that, that actually look going on holiday somewhere and going to compete somewhere is, is two different things and they yeah so you, you mentioned the food there in bali um well not bali sorry indonesia as a whole um how do you have to watch your diet running up to a competition or uh, and what you eat to make sure you don't get stomach upsets and things how 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 attuned to your body how, how how much is nutrition and that kind of stuff important to you yeah it's it's huge previously it wasn't so much um but now I think I've, like, I'm kind of watching what I eat a little bit more. And um, it is hard when you travel because, you know, there's just, it's just, you're kind of on the go all the time and you kind of, you don't have time to sit down and prepare meals. And, but um, for us, I guess, I try and stay at like Airbnbs with um, kitchens, not so much um, hotel rooms, just so you can buy your own fresh product and, and cook your own meals instead of getting takeaways all the time. And, um, you know, you're kind of feeling fat and slobby and, and yuck. You can't, we've started to get into a bit of a routine because I've done it for so long now and um, I kind of know the places pretty much everywhere we go. You know, we almost stay at the same place every time and um, eat at the same places. And, you know, yeah, we're kind of getting everything kind of sorted out now. And, yeah, for me, I, I just like to stay at Airbnb with maybe a couple of my mates and um, maybe some Aussies or, uh, you know, a couple of Kiwis, Ricardo or whoever wants to travel. And then we kind of, you know, bulk, buy bulk food and cook up every night and eat leftovers and um, surf our brains out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that traveling, you're not traveling with like a coach, a physio, um, a mental skills coach, a, a, a chef, nutritionist. It is it is just you, right, that's, that's, that, that, that's traveling. So how, how do you cope with things like um, – Get it if if you need to be strapped up or if you need some massages and stuff. Do you pair up with other with other surfers or how, how does that kind of work? Yeah, um, yeah. The last year and a half, I've kind of been traveling by myself. Um, last year actually was probably one of my better years, and I traveled by myself. You know, I could do my own things. I could eat whatever I wanted. You know, I didn't have to wait around for everyone else. And um, and at the contest, they do have. Um, at the bigger contests, they do have uh, physios and masseuses and um, doctors on hand. So if anything does happen, um, they're there to help. Um, and if you want to get touched up or, you know, your shoulder's feeling sore or uh, you need to make a puncher or something, they're always there to help out. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, we're really fortunate to have those big events and, and have those really good staff there. They look after us pretty well. So that's really good. But, um, yeah, like, like I said, I've been traveling like by myself pretty much i kind of the longer the longer events <clears throat> or the leagues you know if we go to europe for six weeks or we go to hawaii for six weeks um i'll pair up with a couple maybe aussies and and kiwis and, and kind of you know get a group together and travel together and rent a car for ages and you know do all that kind of stuff so um it makes it a bit cheaper and um easier for everyone and um, but for instance i went to bali last year by myself and i i got managed to get uh fifth there and then I stayed in um, Burley as well, and uh, by myself at a friend's house, um, and I and I won the event there. So I kind of did really well, you know. I was mentally in my own mind and and um, mentally ready, and and physically I kind of could do whatever I wanted, you know. I was feeling healthy and fit and um, in the right mind frame. So it kind of paid off for me, and um, yeah. 
hopefully I'll take that on to the next uh, next tour. And, and talk about that mentally, because I mean, you, you kicked off your um, <clears throat> in, in around sort of like 2010 ish when you when, when you got the tour court, looking looking at the um, uh, looking at the stats I managed to find um, with some good results at places like the O'Neill Coldwater Classic in um, in Santa Cruz, so that's over in the states, right? Um, mm-hmm. The following year, you got a uh, um, the uh, fantastic noodles kangaroo island pro, like a good one, <laughs> the, the drug aware pro, and you, you, yeah, and then um, the Australian Open was a good one in 2012. So you've seen it, you sort of kicked off really kind of well. 2014 <clears> looks like it was a really good season, and then things fell apart in 2017, 2018 ish. Um, <clears> did uh, you drop down to the from from being in the kind of like 50s ranking down to? Sort of 150 to 200 odd. Um, I guess first of all, what what happened there, and then afterwards, we'll have a chat about how you how you turned it around. Yeah, uh, yeah. Obviously, I had a really good start to my um, career in the World Qualifying Series. I actually won a, a huge event in um, Spain, 2010, I think it was. It was a 6,000, um, and I, you know, that kind of. And we had a good role, like I like I was saying, I was. We were traveling with myself, Jay Quinn, and um, Ricardo Christie at the time. And we had uh, like a little, uh, it was called a suitcase surface. You know, it was like a little blog at the time. And it, we were having a, real, a lot of fun. They'd done it for a couple of years already. So I was the new guy. And I kind of could um, gel off them and, and learn from those guys. And, and we were kind of pushing each other at the same time. And we were really supportive of each other too. So um, that year was probably one of my better years, uh, you know, bigger competition results. But um, yeah. Uh, I guess, I don't know, the 2017, 2018, I was going through a bit of a um, tough time, I guess, with my, I wasn't getting the results I was getting, wanted to get, and, and my mum was really sick, she had um, breast cancer, so um, it was it was kind of a tough time for me, and then uh, at the end of 2018, I think it was, um, my mum passed away with breast cancer, um, so I kind of, you know, hit rock bottom, and, and and after that, I lost my main sponsor, so I pretty much had to start from scratch. You know, I didn't have my mother, I didn't have a sponsor, I didn't have, I'd, I'd have a, a beautiful girlfriend here at home and my dad and stuff, and um, and you know, I had a, I had support here at home, but um, you know, I'd lost a lot, so um, yeah, it was it was it was pretty hard to you know start again, and um, I had to get a proper job that I you know hadn't really had before, and um, kind of go off my own back for a little bit and um kind of it kind of made me realize what I really wanted to do and and that was compete and 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 surf you know for a living and um so I I kind of you know I went through a you know a bit of a downtime um and and my wife kind of helped me through it a little bit and um you know I started to work and I kind of you know didn't want to work anymore so I was like oh okay like I'm pretty keen and you know I never really left I still did the nationals and um, I still did the smaller events that I could do, but um, you know I, I was trying to fight back again, and and it kind of brought a little bit more hunger and a hunger back. Um, I'd done it for so long before, and you know I had got given everything and I had good results, and then it kind of kind of um, came crashing down pretty quick. So um, I, I kind of yeah I hit the bottom, and then I started to come climb back up again and work, and and I slowly started to get you know I was going through a bit of a um, tough time with my surfboards and um, I was riding all sorts of different surfboards and then another um, board sponsor uh, Sharp Eye Surfboards jumped on board um, at the start of last year 2019 and um, and then mentally I, I started working with a uh, kind of kind of a mental coach who was a friend of mine um, Albie his name's Albie 
and his work name is uh, Body Rehab. So he helped me out a lot and um, he always told me, you know, get, you don't want to be walking around with a heavy backpack, you know, kind of weighs you down. So we kind of worked on that and um, kind of letting go of a few things and um, kind of opened up my surfing a lot more and it was a lot more free. And, um, you know, I got that hunger back and I was kind of doing it for m- myself as well as my mum, you know, who was always going to be there with me. So, um, and obviously my wife and, and, and my family as well at home. So it kind of uh, brought back a bit more hunger and, uh, especially at the Olympics as well was a huge goal. You know, I'm, I'm 30 now, so um, I really wanted to fight for that because I don't know how long you know I've got a meal or whatever. But um, going by Kelly's ladder, I've probably got a few more years. But <laughs> um, yeah, kind of you know brought a, a huge, a huge uh, or a bit more drive to w- what I really wanted, and um, I kind of chased chased it really hard. And um, I guess last year was probably one of my consistent most consistent years, and um, and I wasn't even in the big events. So this year was going to be kind of my breakthrough year. You know, I had the Olympics coming up and I had all the 10,000s and I kind of fought my <clears throat> my way back up and into the big leagues and um, it was going to be a huge year. And then obviously the pandemic happened and then the injury happened. So it's almost it's almost like a setback again. But if anything, it's 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 making me more, more hungry again, you know. Um, before, again, it's all a learning curve for me. I, before, I previously wasn't um, training so much as I am now. So... Um, it's a, if the, the injury is almost like a kick up the backside for me. I'm, I'm using that as a driving force and um, a time to kind of get my ready, uh, my body more ready than it has ever been. And like I said before, the Olympics coming up, so I really want to focus on that and training for that. And um, yeah, so it's kind of been an up and down battle, but uh, yeah, we're we're here now and it's been an awesome career. And, and I can't wait for you know what's to come. Obviously, with the Olympics and the World Surf League and um, yeah, what's to come in the near future. Well, sorry, sorry to hear about your mum, and, and, but it explains why you did half the events uh, or, or something like that during 2018, why, yeah, why, why you didn't do as much. But it really sounds like that what you've done over, over the past year and a bit is, I, one of the things I talked about with the, uh, with the volleyball players is that they learn their body. It sounds mm-hmm. like you've learned your mind or your, your character uh, and, and your focus around how, how to do what you're supposed to be doing rather than learning and learning your body as, as they do as they, as they get through. It seems like you've really learned yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's been the big step that's gone from being a, hey, uh, don't take this the wrong way, but you kind of got it. You had early success. It sort of came easy because you're good. And, mm-hmm. then, and then you kind of learn actually, okay, now this is how I actually have to do it to really do it. Whereas before, yeah, for, yeah, for sure. Like, um, like for instance, before I'd, I'd be out in the heats and, uh, you know, I wouldn't, my mind would just kind of wander off and think about something that happened last week or thinking about something that was going to happen next week. Or, um, And now I'm kind of, you know, I sit out there and, and I've, I've got my own little things and, and I kind of focus in at the task at hand, you know, I would look at the ocean and, uh, you know, certain, certain waves come around and I think about what manoeuvres I'm going to do on the next wave. So, yeah, I've definitely worked a lot on my mental game and, it, and it's obviously paid off and, um, yeah, thanks to Albie, obviously in New Plymouth, who's helped me out a lot. Um, obviously, there's some other people that have helped me out as well, physically and and stuff. But um, yeah, it's it's yeah, definitely working on a lot on the mental game, and it's it's paid off. And it sounds like because um, when you were talking about with that that, that heat with Kelly Slater, and um, I've got some notes on on surfing, but you said like yeah, I, I got two waves. Um, mm-hmm. It sounds like what we're, we're talking about here is that you've got um, sort of months preparation. You come to an event, 
and you have one opportunity, maybe two opportunities, and if you don't strike those, you kind of you're out. Um, yeah. And so getting that, being in the right place for that one split second of catching that wave is uh, is going to make the difference between being good and very mm-hmm. good. Um, yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, a, uh, I'll try to get a event because all the events are different. You know, all the, the conditions are different. The can be big and small. Hawaii's massive. Um, Manly's tiny. Uh, Piha's different again. You know, so um, for me, I'll try and go to an, a contest. For instance, the start of this year, I went to um, two, three contests before the big ones that I probably, you know, sh- sh- could have not easily done because, you know, you don't really get any points or, or money or anything for it. But for me, I was using it as a warm-up because um, I hadn't competed all, all summer, you know. So I went over there early. Um, I got in, you know, I watched the conditions. I surfed the conditions. I'll test out all my boards um, and, you know, find out what is going to work for me that week. Uh, I'll try and stay with the right people. I'll try and eat the right food. Um, try and stay at the right place, and you know, try and put all the pieces together to hopefully do the best um, con- contest you can. Um, and if you're in the right right mind frame, uh, you're, you're obviously going to be more relaxed. You're going to be more calm. You're going to make the right decisions, and and you're obviously hopefully going to do better in the contest. You know, and um, a lot of it is down to wave selection uh, and. Um, you know what you do on the waves obviously and um, at times it can be tough and at times it can just come easily to you you know you just, a wave just pops up with 30 seconds to go and you need a small score and it just happens to you know pop up in the right direction and I think a lot of it is, is manif- manifestation as well you know you, you visualize and you think about if it's going to happen or what what's going to happen um, it will happen you know uh, for instance I was uh, the Olympics uh, qualifier Last year in Japan, I really like put my mind and and everything into making that or getting that spot. You know, there was three of us going for it, and I knew one of us would probably get it. Um, so for me, it was solely a a personal goal of mine, and um, it, it was hard because Kehu and Ricardo were like you know personally really good friends, and we're there as a team, but obviously we've all got our own goals and and i was just really focused that week and i was really proud of what i'd achieved and i bet some of the best supers in the world that week as well so um i think if you really put your mind to anything you can do it and um i i definitely believe that 100 percent and um it's it's definitely kind of kind of showed uh on previous contests and um, same as Burley contest I won last year. You know, it's a, it's a right hander, which is my front side, which is not you not not known as my best side. Um, but I think um, the ways are, are kind of suited to my conditions. It was pretty small, and I had really good boards and um, and mentally again I was in the right mind frame. And um, you know, I kind of overcome everyone in the contest. I had a lot of good surface to beat and. It kind of, you know, I, I'm kind of put my mind to it. I visualized it. I, I manifested it, and it kind of paid. It worked out to, um, that I won the contest. So, uh, yeah, I think if you might, if you put your mind to it, you can definitely achieve what you want. Yeah, and it sounds like you, you know, a business term, uh, the five Ps, or uh, preparation prevents P poor performance, um, which I think is, is something you've, you've you've figured out there. Yeah, is that preparation is, is a big thing for you. You've mentioned boards. Um, how many how many surfboards do you have, and how many do you travel with? Um, yeah, I've got quite a few boards here at home now. Um, I'm very thankful for my sponsor, my sponsor Sharpie. They've shaped me some really good boards and, and I only got sponsored by them like a year and a half ago now. So, um, 
as soon as I got them, you know, they went magic and, and they kind of suited my surfing. So I, I've got probably eight, 10 boards here at home. Um, I travel with about five or six, um, depending on where I go. If I go to Hawaii, I've probably got 10 boards there, 15 boards there, because it gets from two foot to 20 foot, you know, pretty quickly and, and all different kind of clean or junky and windy conditions. So um, you've got to be prepared and it, yeah, obviously it's really expensive to get all those boards but um luckily for me you know i, I don't have to pay for those I, I just give them back um and they you know i give them back to backdoor and they sell them on you know as, as second handies so um yeah I've, yeah we've got I've, my normal... you, no 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 they, they, they go sell them off as, as signed ones you can sign, sign them yeah. get like well, that's this. They're surfed by me, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I, my normal size board is a 5'7", which is about my height. Uh, it's got 24 litres, which is, you know, pretty small, really. Um, that's a really small board com- compared to everyone else, I guess, competitively. Everyone's, I'm, I'm only 5'7", 65 kg, so um, I'm pretty little, and everyone always looks at my boards, oh, they're pretty small, but, um, yeah, they go really good for me, and um that i've got anywhere from a 5.7 to like a a 5.11 here at home um but i i've got boards in hawaii that i leave there that go up to like a 7.0 so um you know it kind of varies depending on the conditions and um yeah where you are i guess in the world so so you you, you leave some boards in hawaii do you have stocks around the world or is that the only place you leave you leave a few boards? that's the only place um just because it gets huge and you don't really need seven footboards here in New Zealand yeah. um, normally. So, yeah, I, I kind of – the boards that you ride over there, you don't really ride anywhere else. It's just totally different over there. You know, it's big open ocean, um, crazy powerful waves, and it, it's such a cool experience surfing over there, and I love it so much. I had a really good year last at the end of last year and got a pretty good result to finish off the year. So, <clears throat> yeah, I love – competing in hawaii and it's just crazy it's big it's stormy you know it's very nice it's it's really nice weather usually all the time and uh there's a really nice golf course so uh, we always have a good time over there and uh, yeah i love it so have you left a, do you have a set of golf clubs you leave over there as well no nah, i wish <laughs> uh i normally rent them but i might have to start leaving a <clears throat> set of golf clubs over there the, uh, as, as, <laughs> as well yep um so you've you lost this travel on your own any kind of uh funny stories um whilst you've been on tour of uh, kind of uh, where, where they're sort of broken down cars in the middle of nowhere or suddenly you doing a bit of storm chasing and so having to fly across the or having to, to get in a, jump in a car and drive across the continent to, to get yeah. through a, a tournament or anything like that happened yeah this has uh, been some good stories for sure i mean one that pops up is remember when that volcano hit in europe somewhere and oh i uh, yeah, yep. so we were stuck up in um, Scotland, I think it was, doing a contest up there, and we had a contest in France pretty much straight after it, and we, so we couldn't fly, So we had, and it was like literally that we had to compete in France the next day pretty much because uh, the guys I was traveling with, Jay actually made the final in the event, so we were there for the last day, you know, so usually it goes from um, Monday to Sunday each event, and if it's in Europe or if you've got a leg, it goes pretty much Monday to Sunday straight away again. So you don't really have much turnaround. So, um, yeah, we had to drive from Scotland all the way to France and like, yeah, it's overnight, you know, I, I think I had to compete the next day and, um, it was crazy. Like all the flight, we, we, we rocked up to the airport and all the flights had got canceled and, um, 
we had to drive so long and all of us were taking turns and we were drinking Red Bulls and trying to push on through just through the night through England and get on the ferry straight away and it was it was I mean with it with there's so many stories I feel like I could go on and on forever but um yeah I really cherish the moments that I had to have with my friends on tour and uh yeah there's a lot of experiences you know we're going to all these beautiful places and we have all these funny times and um you know we meet a lot of amazing people and and see some cool cultures so uh, I wish my my uh, memory could definitely video a lot of things and, and store it forever. But um, yeah, no, that's been a, it's been an awesome journey. Well, th- three or four of you in a car with what getting on for about fifteen surfboards. Yeah, probably um, about four or five board bags on top of the roof, all <laughs> jammed in with like four or five like you know roller bags in the back, and we just can't even fit anywhere. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, because you say you, you're on you're on tour for for, for three or four weeks or, or more, so you, you you have yeah you're literally living out of a suitcase or yeah um, as, as well. So yeah, the, the the amount of stuff yeah seeing you all pile into a um, into a small as rental car yeah, with like a little Renault Toyota 40. Corolla or something, <laughs> Corolla, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or jammed into this like four seater and an old boot. It's just jam packed, boards on the roof, probably bags on the roof as well. Raining, oh, brilliant, yeah. Um, cool. So, uh, how old is? It? I mean, how long do you think you can you can keep going for? I mean, the volleyball guys say that look, you actually peak in your late thirties, early mm. um, and, and even, some even in, even into your forties. How I mean, obviously surf not being a, a contact sport. Um, again, can you can you keep going to your late thirties? Yeah, think, yeah. I definitely think um, like I'm. I feel better than I ever have before. Surfing wise. Um, like put like physically wise uh, and mentally like I think mentally now I'm more stronger than ever so I think that for me now is that's a huge part of um, competing and um, yeah I think now like I said I think I'm I'm the best like a better competitor than I ever have been and um, I think my surfing's getting a lot better but it's a little bit of a setback with the injury but I don't think like I don't think I'll be you know. I'll come back pretty quickly and um, like I'm very hungry to surf and, and competing and get back to my peak performance um, as soon as I can. So, uh, yeah, I think I've got a few more years. I hope I've got a few more years for sure. Uh, obviously, it kind of depends on a bit of sponsorship and um, and things like that and uh, if my wife will keep let me keep uh, traveling the world without her. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, nah, yeah, I think I've got a few more years for sure and, Obviously, I want to make the World Surf League and, and I want to do the Olympics as well. So I've got at least uh, two more years, I think, for sure. Okay, to me, I was thinking, look, yeah, you've got some, um, yeah, you, if, if you're going to, because you say you're 30, you, you, you could have another 10 years to go. Yeah. Um, so not only Tokyo, but also France um, yeah. for, for the Olympics and maybe even the one after that. Plus, uh, yeah, uh, so yeah, there is, there's, there's plenty of career um, left, left or pl- plenty of a journey. Uh, yeah. left, to, left to go um, on that work side of things that, that you do, have you sort of planned as to what your post what, what you might do post post surfing I, ha- I haven't I've, I've thought a little bit um, I thought I was going to be a teacher for a little bit uh, I'm quite good with kids mm-hmm. um, I also like coaching kids uh, I've done a bit of coaching before um, yeah I, I, I want to do a, a bit of a camp with some kids like a fun you know fun weekend camp and you go skating and surfing and a, a tag team event and um, do all these things I've got a few little ideas but um, yeah I haven't really thought about uh, hanging the hanging the jersey up yet so 
Um, I kind of I do want to set something up before I, I leave surfing, um, and I think with the whole Olympics and, and and the World Surf League and everything's kind of going in the right direction. You know, it's it's a good opportunity for me to to start something up or um, you know get a bit of a, a following or, or or you know I don't know get a bit of backing behind something before you know if anything does happen. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm super interested. Maybe into start to start some coaching or you know some camps around New Zealand or um, you know, I like, I like working, especially with my, um, sponsors as well. Like for instance, I went to, uh, see a friend's kid in the hospital, um, who was sick before the lockdown and everything. And, um, that was really uh, beneficial for me. I, I felt like I'd, you know, kind of given back a little bit and, um, I'd love to do a lot more of that because I, I know I'm, I'm a ambassador for Gill Trap Skoda at the moment and they do a lot of, um, good stuff with Starship Hospital. So, mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to get on board with that a little bit more and, you know, do um, some fun activities or, you know, get involved with some sick kids and kind of, you know, make them a little bit more excited, um, you know, because obviously they're not in the best op- uh, uh, opportunities, you know. So I'd like to do more of that. And um, But, yeah, money-wise, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm still uh, still trying to figure that out. <laughs> and you said, yeah, you talk about building up a following. Uh, so where is the best place for people to follow and uh, catch up on your results and catch up on your journey? As you as you uh, as, as as you go around with your surfing, yeah, uh, you can follow me on Instagram. My my Instagram's just Billy Stearman. Um, same Facebook. Uh, I've got a TikTok. I don't really use that, but yeah, I've got that. Uh, Twitter, I think. Um, but yeah, I might, I might even start up a new website soon and <clears throat> do some merchandise and stuff like that. Some some fun stuff to um, get a bit of a following and, and a bit more support, I guess. It's a fun way to, for people to support my journey as well as getting something back. So um, yeah, all those things you can follow me on. There you go, cool. Uh, so it sounds like Instagram and Facebook are the two, um, TikTok and, and uh, Twitter are a bit more, a bit less, uh, uh, yeah, a bit less frequently updated. Um, Definitely Instagram. Instagram's the one I'm most mostly on. Okay, so yeah, get on the ground, folks. Um, thank you much, Billy. It's been fantastic uh, talking to you, um, and good luck with that, particularly the, the Olympic journey, but also good luck with your your, your injury recovery um, awesome. as, as 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 well, folks. Um, if you've enjoyed this, obviously, please share it with your friends, like the Facebook page, New Zealand Sports Radio, uh, and if you prefer to listen on the go rather than watch, then. We download the podcast, again, just search for New Zealand Sports Radio on Acast, um, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, all those places um, where you'll get uh, other episodes of The Long Talk. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.